Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, the Roadster's new battery pack is finally on its way. Los Angeles makes a huge EV investment. Elon Musk is one of Stephen Colbert's first guests on the new Late Show and more. Settle up, partner. What's happening, everybody? Ryan McCaffrey joining you on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, episode seven for September 13th, 2015. Hope you're all having a good week. We get closer and closer to the big September 29th Model X delivery event in Fremont for the Founders Series cars. Uh, we will finally get the, the official full reveal. It's been kind of a slow news week otherwise, kind of a calm before the storm, hence the title of this week's episode. But uh, yeah, I, boy, it just, today I had another reminder of how I absolutely cannot wait to get myself a Tesla, which is probably going to be Model 3. I doubt I'll be able to afford anything sooner, because, uh, just took my, took my car in for an oil change. I've got an 06 Infiniti G35, which has treated me very well, but, yeah, just, just get the oil change, but they always go through it. Uh, still, it's out of warranty, but I, I've been taking it to the dealer just for the oil changes, because they give a nice car wash. It's fairly convenient. But I know now that it's out of warranty that it's like, ah, I'm going to have to find a different service option soon. And today I finally did that because I got a uh, full report back of everything the car needs or they quote unquote recommend. I'm doing air quotes right now that you can't see. Just picture them in your mind. And Infinity's estimate for everything that, they, that the car either definitely needed or they recommended it needed was over... $4,000. This is for a nine and a half year old car with 80,000 miles on it. So I said, finally, enough is enough. I am, there's no way I'm going to pay that. Went on, went online, uh, actually found a great uh, guy on Yelp who I called him up and he, on a Saturday, the guy answered, spent 45 minutes on the phone with me. He's clearly an enthusiast, clearly uh, knows his stuff. His estimate for everything was less than half. So Sayonara, uh, Steelership, and boy, it just, again, reminds me, thank goodness that, you know, Elon Musk, it's, you know, he said, he, he's come out and said, we, we just want to break even on service. And thank goodness for that, because it's just, it's, 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 a, it's criminal what, what these uh, dealerships are charging. So you know, at least I found a good guy, but I can't wait to get into a Tesla so that I can put all that behind me, you know, by all accounts, when you do need service, everybody seems to report that by and large, the, the Tesla stores, the Tesla service centers are staffed by very knowledgeable, very kind people who do care about what they're doing. And then of course, once I, once I one day get into Tesla, I'll, I won't have to deal with all this maintenance anyway. None of this rear differentials and, uh, you know, hoses and well I guess there's still some hoses in the Tesla but just most of this stuff with the the end most of it with the engine will will just be gone because there'll be no engine so again if you're out there if you're one of the listeners to the show who does have a Tesla think back just you've you've probably gotten used to it by now that's human nature you're just you you it's the new normal for you but just every now and again please just think back just stop Think back to when you had a gas-powered car, which most of the rest of us still unfortunately do, and just remember how good you have it now. Oh, I can't wait to join you, but 
Uh, other friendly reminder this week, I mentioned this on last week's show, that Forza Motorsport 6, if you are a Tesla fan who's also a video game player, Forza Motorsport 6 is out this week. It comes out on Tuesday, and it's got the P85D as one of its 450-plus cars in the game. Uh, I have played the game extensively. It is really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, and hopefully, uh, and, and for you PlayStation folks, we're still waiting on Gran Turismo. You know, no, no, no new word on a new Gran Turismo, but uh, yeah, that that series is renowned for taking for taking a while uh, to come out between iterations. Although usually it's very, very good when it does. Or as Forts is out like clockwork every two years for at least for motorsport, and then the off year is uh, the other game, Forza Horizon, which is sort of an open world. More, more casual, arcadey kind of offshoot. And actually, the Model S is in that, too. If you, uh, if you uh, have an Xbox, Forza Horizon 2, which is actually one of my favorite racing games, period, ever. It's just the... It's so good on so many levels. It's got a Model S in there, too, if you are curious. I think it's a downloadable car, though. It doesn't, it doesn't actually come with the game. You have to buy it as part of a separate downloadable car pack. But anyway... Again, we are waiting for September 29th, the Big Model X Founders Delivery event over in Fremont. I wish I could go, but uh, sadly, I'm not a founder. So I'll, I'll be, I'm hoping Tesla will live stream it the way they did the Model S Founder Delivery event back in June of 2012. So we'll wait to see on that. So I figure, uh, let's, let's take a couple of phone calls here at the top of the show rather than at the end this week. So we'll, we'll first hear from Tim who is curious about uh, Mercedes getting into the EV business and whether or not that is going to negatively impact Tesla. So, Tim, go ahead. Hey, Ryan. Tim here. Uh, great show. My question for you this week is, uh, I know Tesla wants to have EVs for all, which is why they released the battery patent, and they are um, welcoming all the other auto manufacturers to come and make their own EVs. Um, and I think this week, one of the latest, uh, you know, companies to announce that they will be uh, making an EV is Mercedes. Uh, they're, they're making a Tesla competitor, a direct competitor. Um, what are your thoughts on this? So I know that the grand scheme of things, we want electric cars for everybody, and that makes sense. But is this going to hurt Tesla uh, in the long run in a competitive sense? Wouldn't it be better to um, ensure the success of your company and really just uh, monopolize the uh, marketplace. Wouldn't that uh, wouldn't that uh, ensure success uh, of your own cars, which is then furthering the goal of getting more electric cars on the road? Well, Tim, I think no. I think probably not for a while. I don't. I don't think Tesla has to worry about Mercedes for a while because Tesla, just with everybody else, Tesla is years years ahead at this point. Yes, uh, some, a lot of the other car companies are bigger and technically have more resources, but Tesla, their technology, the software, the, ba the battery tech, it's all years ahead. Although I will say, competition is good. Elon wants to see more EVs in this world. He said that many times over the years, including when they won Car of the Year unanimously for Model S. He said, I hope people copy us. But the more manufacturers making good EVs, the more people will buy them. As of now, though, it's still, it's all talk from Mercedes. They can say, oh, we're going to build one. Just like, you know, Aston Martin, we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. 
and they're planning an electric re uh, repeat. It's, it's all talk until someone actually makes a car. Uh, even the Faraday future thing we talked about on a week or two back, same thing. It's all talk. They haven't actually done anything. But Mercedes does have the unique advantage. They know firsthand how cool EVs can be. They licensed battery and tech from Tesla, if you'll recall, back in the Roadster days in the very, very early days of Tesla that they used for smart car EVs, you know, those little tiny, uh, tiny micro cars, the smart cars uh, that they made EVs out of over, that were sold in Europe. So Mercedes does have some experience and there's a, there's even, there's a, a larger, I think it's a C-Class Mercedes that has, that has, uh, elect that has Tesla that guts in it too, from that deal that Tesla made with Daimler years ago. So great call from Tim. Let's go to Francis from Las Vegas. You're on the air. Hey, Ryan. This is Francis from Las Vegas. My question is, if Elon Musk gave you the power to name the next Tesla, what would you name it? Also, what would you like to see in the car? Keep up the good work, man. Wow. What I'd name the next Tesla if I could and what I'd want in it. That's good. I'm assuming that you don't mean the Model 3 since that's already announced. And I'm not gonna count the Model 3 crossover utility vehicle either, since that's already been confirmed too. So, you know, if I thought about it, I would say, if I could decide, if I could name the next, I would say I would want a two-door coupe on the Model 3 skateboard, which is probably inevitable. And I would call that Model C for coupe. Uh, but if you remember back to episode one, if you happen to uh, have, have listened to the very first episode of the show, where I talked a bit about who I am and told you about how I had a DeLorean for 12 years and how I miss those gullwing doors so much and that I have an Infiniti G35 now, which I mentioned at the top of the show with all my service woes, and how I hate, capital H, capital A, capital T, capital E, hate the doors, the giant coupe doors on my Infiniti. I swore I'd never buy another two-door car unless, unless it had gullwing doors. So I would want the next Tesla to be, as I said, the Model C, for it stands for coupe, S is sedan, X is crossover, Model C, and I would make it a two plus two car. So, you know, it's, it's a two-door coupe, but it does have a, a, a two-person or even maybe three back seat. So kind of a half step between Model 3 and the inevitable next-gen Roadster that we all know is coming at some point. But my Model C would have Falcon Wing doors. That, now that would make me salivate. Gullwing doors are awesome. I have first-hand experience over a decade of it. And you ex-owners, you folks that are on the Model X reservation list, maybe you're just kind of not sure what they're gonna be, or maybe like your significant other is like, I don't know about those things or your friend, you are going to love the Falcon Wings. I absolutely promise you that. So thank you for those couple of great phone calls. If you've got a comment or question or a just a good discussion point for the show, drop me a line. It's a toll-free number. It's 1-800-606-0697. And then you dial invitation number 15469. Please leave your name so I know what to call you. And please try to keep it short so that uh, we can get to more calls. So that's it for now. We'll come right back and we'll hit this week's news stories right after this.
Not a lot of major stories this week. I want to start with one that I will apologize for missing last week. Lost in the hubbub of the Model X Design Studio opening was the long-awaited announcement of the Roadster 3.0 battery upgrade program. Now, we still don't know about the Aero Kit that's, that finishes off the, the uh, upgrade and is supposed to get you near 400 miles under ideal conditions, but we know the battery will set you back $29,000. Reservations are now being accepted. It is a 74-ish kilowatt pack, which is, looks to extend the Roadster's range by 35%. That is not insignificant. Price includes everything, including parts and labor. They're also, Tesla, when you get the battery upgrade, they're gonna upgrade your PEM as well, your power electronics module. If you have a Roadster, I don't need to tell you that. The rest of the 3.0 kit will consist of a body kit, as I mentioned, to reduce drag and new tires with 15 to 20% lower rolling resistance. Now, apparently due to hardware differences, and this is heartbreaking for, for the initial, the earliest of early Tesla adopters who were there in the beginning when their money was by no means assured of, of turning into anything tangible, but apparently due to hardware differences, the battery pack upgrade is only available on Roadster 2.0s and 2.5s. The original 1.0s and 1.5s appear to be out of luck. That's really, really unfortunate. Um, it's a shame the Tesla that cannot, you know, does not have a solution for that at this point. And it's, you know, it's uh, there's a thread going on on TMC right now, and it's it's a very sort of it's a very sort of serious thread in the sense of, you know, the, the owners have legitimate concerns of well, not only the values of the 1.0s and 1.5s relative to the 2s and 2.5s if they're not eligible, but but just the actual longevity of their cars. You know, if if uh, there are no new packs being made, what will happen over time? Like if, they're, if they need a new pack, is, and is that pack going to be replaced? Of course, not with the 3.0 pack, but with, you know, with, with an uh, OEM pack. But is, is that pack just going to be full of 10-year-old cells? So that's a, a very legitimate concern. And I'm sure Tesla will figure something out. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to completely leave the original Tesla owners out in the cold. If you do have a 2.0 or a 2.5, you may want to consider getting your deposit down soon if you're interested because apparently only two to three of the 3.0 battery packs will be made per week because they're all done entirely by hand in Fremont. So uh, if you have not already put your name down, and you're interested and you're, uh, you're a 2.0 or 2.5 owner, uh, please get on that. Uh, consider this a public service announcement. Now, I'm actually, I'm really curious to see what the car is going to look like with the Aero body kit on it. I, I really think that Franz spruced up the look of the car quite nicely with the 2.5, both inside and out. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how the, the body kit is going to fuse form and function to sort of maybe modernize the cars a little bit. I mean, I think it's still the Roadster, especially the 2.5, looks really sharp still even today. But I will be very curious to see how the 3.0 Roadster looks and performs. 
New this week, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti announced an historic transition to green energy vehicles, and he then proceeded to unveil a BMW i3 dressed up as a police cruiser, as well as a squad car Tesla Motors P85D Model S, which, oh man, it it looks pretty cool, I gotta say, if you haven't seen the pictures yet. So details on this this program, the city will lease 160 EVs and another 128 plug-in hybrids to replace aging city vehicles giving LA the largest city-owned EV fleet in America. I am not a big LA fan uh, because I love to drive, and you don't really get to do that in LA. You mostly just struggle from place to place through traffic. But LA, good on you for this. Now, the operating costs for LA city vehicles will be cut by up to 41% with this program, and they're gonna use that saved money to invest in, quote, key infrastructure upgrades. So that potentially means roads, bridges, tunnels, etc. That is all fantastic news. And I'd like to add that I suddenly, I don't, I don't know why, I suddenly have the urge to drive down to LA and do something really stupid so I can get arrested. Anybody got any suggestions? <laughs> if you're going to get arrested, get thrown in a P85D. <laughs> that's that's good stuff. I'm sure they'll be taking the the car to schools and whatnot. Uh, I know you know there are lots of, particularly in California, there are there are some sort of uh, you know there are some show you know Lamborghinis dressed up as squad cars that they'll take around for for sort of educational purposes and and uh, events and things. And I'm sure the P85D is gonna is gonna be getting that same be put on that same duty. So good stuff from Los Angeles. And finally this week, again, I said it's a pretty slow news week. Elon Musk was a first-week guest on Stephen Colbert's new Late Show. He, of, of course, replacing David Letterman, the retiring David Letterman. Colbert, I haven't had a chance to see the show yet, but apparently it is he is mostly the same guy that he was on the Colbert Report, which I did watch and did very much enjoy, but just without the you know, the facade of being a, a you know, a right-wing character. So, uh, so there's still sort of a similar sense of humor. And, you know, I did watch the entire Elon interview. Not only was no news dropped, and Elon did not drive out in a Model X on stage, which a lot of folks kind of thought might happen and hoped might happen. But uh, really, it was it was a kind of a... Blah interview. It was it was not Colbert's finest hour. I'm not quite sure. I don't, I'm not quite sure. You know, as I'm someone who interviews people in my line of work on a regular basis. If you listen to my my day job, uh, my IGN podcast, Podcast Unlocked, I do interviews on there from time to time with game developers, and I always have a plan. And I'm sure Stephen Colbert had a plan, but I don't know what I don't know what Stephen Colbert's goal was with this Elon talk. Because there was, there was certainly between Model X, there, now, there was plenty to talk about. Uh, now, it's possible that Elon said, I'd lo- I would like to talk about Model X. And Elon and the team at Tesla said, oh, no, we're, you know, we'd kind of rather not go there because we haven't officially started production yet. We don't want to, you know, we're not looking to get people's interest up and only to have, be, have to tell them that 
they have to wait a real long time. So yeah, you know, I have to do recognize that it's possible that Stephen Colbert did fully intend to ask about Model X and that perhaps he was asked not to, but Colbert did remind us that he has a Model S. He is uh, one of the celebrities who is a Model S owner. It ended up mostly being talk about Mars. Uh, there were a couple of couple of good little jokes that Stephen had and that Elon had too. Uh, they Stephen asked, "Well, how you know what's the quickest way? How do we how do we live on Mars?" And you know, Elon was talking about in order to speed up terraforming that the quick way to do that would be to drop nukes at the poles to warm up the planet. And uh, Elon said, it's a fixer-upper of a planet, which got a good laugh. The only real Tesla bit was a quick joke about the the uh, snake auto-charging cable, you know, that plugs itself in. We talked about that, I think, back on the, what, second episode or so. And they showed a clip. They showed the video that Tesla had posted on their, their Twitter feed. And uh, Elon had the, had the best line there saying, yeah, you might not want to, you might not want to, drop anything around around the the prototype meaning of course if you i'm sure you got the joke but meaning you don't want to bend over around the the auto the auto snake charging plug but yeah that was it i mean it's we didn't get anything on the gigafactory now i did appreciate colbert did sort of go into he did get serious and talk about how elon is a a force for positive change in the world, and I, I thought that was great. And he, you know, he talked about how Elon is trying to make the world a legitimately better place, and he sort of is a hopeful guy about the future of humanity. But he didn't talk about the Gigafactory. He didn't talk about Model X. Uh, didn't ask him anything about Model Three. You know, that could have been a good time because Elon has proven that if you ask him about Model Three, he'll say a little something. I mean, he hasn't really dropped any any. Uh, any thermo, any nukes at the poles when it comes to Model 3. But, you know, when he does get asked about it, he'll say, you know, oh, yeah, we're on track. Even saying what he's already said about Model 3, that it'll be a smaller car, it'll start at 35000 that we're building our Gigafactory to handle it. I mean, even saying that on a, on a national stage like the Colbert Late Show would have gone a long way, I think, towards, towards uh, just, you know, drumming up some... Some good buzz, some positive, positive vibes from people. Because yes, Elon has talked about this stuff on the investor conference calls and on his Twitter, but the the general public doesn't see that. The general public that's watching the Late Show hasn't. They don't follow Elon on Twitter, and they don't they don't hear about the the Tesla investor conference calls. So overall, uh, not a particularly great interview. A little disappointed in Colbert, who's who's usually better. But um, again, I don't know if by chance he had intended to focus the interview on the Model X and was maybe told by the Tesla folks, eh, no, sorry, we, we're not really looking to talk about that right now. But again, I'm speculating just because I, I do interview people and sometimes there are things that folks say, eh, you know, we don't really want to touch on that. And, you, you know, there's, there's a point where... you. You need to do your job and ask those questions if you're an interviewer, but you do also want to be respectful of your guest. It's just finding that line to walk. So hopefully the next time Elon goes on uh, Colbert or any late night gig, he'll he'll have more to talk about. Certainly he'll be able to talk about whatever appearance he makes next on a show like that. 
Model X will be fair game since we are now, you know, T-minus two weeks from the, the proper worldwide official reveal of the Model X. That's really it for the news this week. So I'm going to come right back, do a couple of plugs, and then get on out of here. So be right back. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show this week. I want to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. And if uh, you've got something to say that won't fit in 140 characters, you can always email me at teslapodcast at gmail.com. If you're a video game player, check me out at my day job at IGN.com. You can find me there, again, hosting my Xbox podcast. I'm doing news videos. I'm uh, pretty much got my fingers in, in all the pies at IGN in some fashion or another, so you can check me out over there. Please, if you get a chance, visit nerdstyles.com. That's my little other little side project. I've got uh, about 10 game and geek-inspired t-shirts on there, as well as one coffee mug, so I uh, would love it if you might stop by, see if any of the t-shirt designs strike your fancy. We do ship internationally as well to, uh, to pretty much anywhere in the world. And also, be sure to subscribe to Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter. You can do that at teslaweekly.com. It is a great help for me in planning the show every week, making sure I hit on all the big topics. And again, if you uh, want to call into the show, for if you want to hear, hear yourself on, on, the, uh, on the air, you can do so toll-free anytime. The number is 1-800-606-0697 and dial invitation number 15469. Again, please leave your name so I know what to call you. Do try to keep it short. And uh, I'll give my voice mailbox provider their quick plug here. It's life on record. So if you, uh, if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they are special. The recordings can then be podcasted, which is what I do with them, or put into a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. That wraps it up for episode seven of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. Uh, my name is Ryan McCaffrey again. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you back here next week. Yeah.